Dun, 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 dun. Copyright. Wah, wah, wah. Is the sad trombone copyrighted? I don't think so. Welcome to Intercepted Transmissions. I'm Uriah. I'm Joel. And this is our Star Wars podcast. It's also our method of handling dumb fan theories. And most importantly, this is our excuse for two fanboys to hang out on the internet. Welcome to Intercepted Transmissions. Welcome especially to the week of the release of Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, oh man. I If I sound subdued, it's because I'm working really hard not to sound over-enthusiastic. Um, if he tries... If he tries... If he tries any less to subdue himself, he will poop his pants. Like he's, I, I can see him right now. He's about to <laughs> hop out of his seat. Like Uriah is in rare form. He has to like reserve himself so completely. He's basically in a cocoon. Like his his normal posture is just open. And today he's been like arms folded and closed off, and he just has to keep himself in. And I realize this is coming out monday before solo but we're recording this like we're still a couple weeks we're still two weeks out two weeks out yeah yeah we're recording this on may 10th uh which tonight is the star wars uh premiere i got to watch part of the red carpet tonight Um, tonight being two weeks ago yeah tonight being two weeks ago tonight being the night we recorded on may 10th was the star wars premiere um but still so anyway (laughs) welcome to Interceptor Transmission Special Edition. <laughs> it is a very special edition. This is the first episode of five that we intend to release this week. Keyword intend. Well, by intend, I mean like definitely will. There's nothing that could dis- that could keep me from my my destiny at this point. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk that's about. That's not guys. it. Well, I mean, kind of it is because there's like witty banter that we like to warm us up and get us into the show. But then, like the the meat of this episode is to talk about how, in a galaxy far, far away, how did we get to this exact point in history where two guys are sitting around on a podcast, getting like more excited than what, like anything ever, almost. Yeah. This is it's it's going to be a good week. Good and bad. I've been off social at the point the time of recording. I've been off social media for a week now and or a little more than a week and I don't know I don't know what's happening. I'm just trying to avoid spoilers at all costs, which is difficult because I run a I like I run podcasts. You got to do it on social media. Yeah, well, you know, it's worth it. Um so so how, how did, did we, we get, get here? here? Joel, you I I I think you got a first line. You got an opening line. On May 14th, 1944. George Walton Lucas Jr. was born into this world, a great mind, uh, who brought us such things as uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. And also, um, let's uh, let's also talk about like American Graffiti for a second, yeah. which was a great okay. film. Yeah. Um, American Graffiti is actually a great place to start. Ron Howard. Ron Howard is in the movie. Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford. In the movie. George Lucas. Directed I mean, the movie. Le- yes. We're, and there's, there's is... little callbacks that you can see things about American Graffiti in other star wars films going forward specifically one of my favorites the the yellow speeder um mm-hmm. in attack of the clones was modeled after uh is it harrison ford's car in american yeah Green? yeah so uh yeah so just a little snippet there um and then 1977 rolls around and the world changes forever yeah absolutely be- because yeah 1977 
Well, okay, pause real quick. Oh, okay. I was watching um, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, watching some interviews he uh-huh. had with uh, Ron Howard earlier this week, and they were talking about American Graffiti. And uh, Ron Howard said that after, like, they were done shooting one night, it was like 3.30 in the morning, he went over to uh, George Lucas, and he's like, so, so what are you going to, it was near the end of the filming, and he goes, what uh-huh. are you going to do next? And George Lucas goes, well, you know, I was thinking about, you know, maybe this one kind of thing. Uh, and he, he described it so poorly. Uh huh. He described it so poorly that like Ron goes, if there were thought bubbles, it would have said, well, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) And then 1977 comes around and the world changes. The world does. No, um, I, Star Wars was released. It later came to be known as Star Wars episode four and new hope. But at the time it was just Star Wars. And it was the first movie that my dad ever saw in theaters more than once and started a cinematic and cultural revolution, at least in America. It ignited the imaginations of people everywhere. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden dogs could ride shotgun and co-pilot your your ride, which was super cool. <laughs> Chewbacca's uh, a dog now? Um what? If you ever listen to George Lucas talk about the first trailer and like when like the first time the trailer came on in the theater, he was sitting there for it. Um, and somebody yelled, "Why is there a dog in this in the driver's seat?" <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's yeah. I don't remember where that interview came from. It's somewhere you can find Hansel or George Lucas. I'll, f- yeah, I'll find it somewhere. Trailer, whatever. Um, but it was yeah. Well, and because um, part of it was based on like George Lucas's dog named Indiana was like oh. his buddy, uh, and like went on adventures with him, and so. The, the sentient creature covered I, in fur was sort of came from I'm that. glad that the sentient creature covered in fur has evolved beyond dog and the co-pilot seat. Oh, right. Oh, yes. And I, and it did, and like Chewbacca was more interesting than that, but like way before pre-production. Like it, like you can yeah. tell that, right? Like it's like by the time we actually get to the movie, he's I'm, a, I'm just a, a as, as a character. whole, I'm glad that evolved beyond that. Yeah, state. you're right. So. Because um, if we if we if he hadn't evolved past that, then like the. <laughs> The, the we wouldn't have gotten the scene in the last Jedi where he's like looking at the porg and he feels real guilty about that porg he was about the roast one that he was about to eat. <laughs> yeah. And that was such a good oh, like porgs. and it's a it's amazing how much emotional depth you can get out of out of Wookiee noises and, and porg noises in like in yeah. that moment. It was in incredible. that moment there's no there's no verbiage spoken and yet there's so much emotion on all their faces. Um, okay, so 1977 we get Star Wars. 1980 we get Empire Strikes Back, written by Lawrence Kasdan, which is the same writer as <gasps> Solo, a Star Wars story, as well also, as man, many other and good the things. The Force yeah. Awakens, he wrote The Force Awakens. Yep, and Return of the Jedi and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Kasdan um, has been pretty intimately involved in the Lucasfilm universe. I mean, think of your favorite Star Wars movies and your favorite Indiana Jones movie. And Lawrence Kasdan was the guy who wrote those. Like, he is. And now he comes well, around, he writes he Solo. He didn't write Rogue One. He didn't write Rogue One. Which okay, was my yeah. favorite Star right. Wars. That was yours. Yeah. I'm talking to the world now. To the world, Fair. the world's favorite is Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Force Awakens got great reviews. I mean, mm-hmm. all of the these are the favorites. Raiders it's of true. the Lost Ark. There's no better, arguably. Didn't have Shia LaBeouf. Sh- there, there, was, sh- there was no Shia LaBeouf in that one. I don't I don't need Shia LaBeouf. Everyone needs Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Do it! 1983, Return of the Jedi comes out. Until Rogue yep. One happened, it was my personal favorite. And then we get a lull in the action, uh, in the serious action, until uh, 1997, 
when they released the special edition films uh, on their 20 year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lucas made some tweaks, some alterations, some things there, and then announced that there was going to be an additional trilogy of films. Which what? I mean, ser- is- what? Wait, what? Yeah. There's going to be more Star Wars. Everyone always kind of knew, like, oh, well, these ones are episodes four, five, and six, but there's got to be more Star Wars, right? So this is the first time that they decided, like, yeah, let's do something else, like, crazy. Create whole new films. So 1999, we got Phantom Menace, which, as a small child, I adored. Thought it was great. Which also was the first Star Wars movie that Alden Ehrenreich saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that captured his... He was 10 years old. He was going to a uh, a screening Thought it was a premiere, and so he brought his autograph book, ready to get in. There was nobody there. Oh no! Oh gosh, that's heartbreaking. Except oh, no. Shaquille oh, O'Neal. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did Shaquille O'Neal sign Alden Ehrenreich's Star Wars book? Nope. Nope, but (laughs) but he did steal his pen because all the other kids wanted autographs. Again, Jimmy Kimmel. I watched a lot of interviews this week. I I, I have been man, anything I can get. All right, so Uriah, you've reserved yourself from anything solo Star Wars story related. I in fact, right before we started recording, uh, Uriah (laughs) accidentally started a trailer and his his facial reaction, his hands, like it looked like something inappropriate had just popped up on his screen. He's trying to avoid it. And instead, it's 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 a Star Wars trailer that he uh, has something seen inappropriate yet. did pop up on my screen, Joel, and it was the it was the newest Star Wars trailer. Um, I'm the guy. I'm willing to watch anything that's out there to get a little glimpse into what it is it's, that we're gonna be. So I'm watching interviews. I'm watching every trailer. I'm watching every clip. I'm watching the sneak peeks. <laughs> I'm watching anything I can get. I. I did the exact. I, I'm the exact opposite, as we've discussed. I don't. Did I tell the story about Infinity War yet? No. Okay, so to to illustrate just how crazy I am about not getting solo spoilers right now, um, I went and finally got to see Infinity War, and I went on my own, and uh, I was sitting in the theater, and there were about, I don't know, 20 other people in this theater, and I'm watching the trailer, it's like, oh, this is cool, like, there's that one with, you know, there's the Jurassic World trailer, and there's that one with Shailene Woodley on a boat, and, like, these are gonna, you know, like, well, okay, it's whatever, and then one comes on, and uh, there, it's music I don't recognize, I'm like, oh, is this, is it, there's a new, this is a trailer I haven't seen yet. And then I see the Lucasfilm thing pop up, and I literally audibly shout, oh, no! <laughs> Cover my ears and run out of the theater. <laughs> and, like, I go, I'm standing outside of the door, covering my ears, like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, gosh, this is going to be, like, three minutes long. What am I going to do? I can't just stand here with my, like, I'm going to look like a crazy person. What am I going to do? Okay, uh, go to the bathroom. So I run to the bathroom. I don't have to go. I just got to stand there for a second. I come back out, and I, like, I think, okay, we're good. And I go to open the door, and as soon as I open the door, I hear Chewbacca. I'm like, oh, it's not! <laughs> go back out in the hallway. I'm yeah. just, like, standing there, kind of, like, doing the thing. And so... <laughs> It was a pretty good time. I am not like that at all. I'm, again, <laughs> even if I was trying to, like, not watch things in order to, you know, be surprised with stuff, if I'm in a movie theater and a trailer starts, I'm, I'm not going to move. I'm just going to be like, oh, crap. Well, didn't plan well, that well. That was a good run, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I give I up then. I'm will. Uh, yeah. I, whatever. Like, no, ma- it was. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping Woody Harrelson brought a, a, a movie camera or a camera into the movie theater and is accidentally recording the entire movie and I'll watch it tomorrow. Like, accidentally? How do I'm you giving- accidentally? Bring- Dude, I guarantee you they have been stripped of their phones. They are not allowed to, like, they've been, like, padded down. They're not, nobody in that room is allowed to have any kind of recording device, audio or video. 
and and they're not yeah there's no way especially after mark what mark ruffalo did oh my god did you hilarious. did you hear about what he did accidentally yeah, started like two an years instagram ago, st- accidentally yeah. like, well you should see the end of the next one like how everybody dies it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh in 2002 we get attack of the clones in 2005 we get revenge of the sith um i actually traded my opportunity to get my learner's permit and like go to driver's training um, for the opportunity to go see Revenge of the Sith at midnight when it first came out. Because in my like 15-year-old logic, my thought was, I can get my license anytime. I'll get my license at some point. That's fine. Star Wars only comes out for the first time once. I was like, this is, I'm doing it. So that was also the first movie. That was the first time I saw Star Wars the, like the day of, um, which was pretty thrilling to me. And I've not changed that since. <laughs> The first time I saw any Star Wars movie in theaters was The Force Awakens. You're kidding me. Nope. What? Nope. Man, I can't like the idea of not seeing Star Wars in the first in the first day now. Like in the first <laughs> like being in the first theater to see the movie in my time zone. Like I yeah. have to be in that. But like the idea that like you waited three years to see attack of the clones is just bonkers to me yep yep so much of this show is going to go into deleted scenes yeah that's fine uh okay a few years go by we get um clone wars the movie we get clone wars the tv show um both of which were phenomenal Mm -hmm. partway through the production of the last season of clone wars disney buys star wars buys lucasfilm and everything changes from there so the old canon gets erased um everything that was in the extended universe is no longer it's called it's now legends um, and they start talking about a more accelerated rate of Star Wars film release, which really rustled all the right jimmies for me. <laughs> like, who boy. I was, I was a little nervous. I'll admit to being a little bit nervous in the very beginning. Um, yeah, you were. I but, remember that. But as time went on and as we started to see a there, little more... There were so many people. You could see that they were taking it seriously and that Star Wars was not going to get Mickey Moused. Yeah, um, everybody was very concerned about Star Wars right at that beginning when it first got purchased. Mm-hmm. Because like Disney, up to that point, was not known for exciting action and sci-fi. It was known for right. princesses uh-huh. and cartoony type things and the mouse Right. Like it was not known. They had, they had Marvel. They had Marvel at that point. Um, and so, and that's, and, and seeing what happened with the next, the, the couple Marvel movies that came out right after the, the Lucasfilm acquisition really is what gave me the confidence. Like, okay, yeah, this is going to work. I believe, like, I think this is going to happen when they first announced JJ Abrams. I was not excited because like the, like the deep core nerd in me refused to accept that the guy who did Star Trek was also going to do Star Wars. Like (laughs) that didn't compute to me. Whereas for for me, like I hear J.J. Abrams and I'm like, oh, cool. He's directed a lot of like more serious action and sci-fi sequences. He's he's more into this than than others might be. Now, the first critique I heard of J.J. Abrams being there is everybody was afraid of the uh, the lens flare. uh, Yeah. His classic move. And if you remember at the very start of The Force Awakens. (laughs) Oh boy, the lens glare. Yep. Like, oh golly, uh-huh. G. Willikers when they walk past the the every that Kylo has frozen. Every artist has their signature, and his is the lens flare. <laughs> I think that's there's probably something to that. So, Force Awakens comes out in 2015. Um, it was one of two major events on my calendar that year. One was Star Wars, and one was the birth of my daughter. And uh, it's back. Suddenly, the fever, the the hype is back. Highest selling movie of all time until Avengers Infinity War comes out, but we won't talk about that. Eh, um, 
it was a cultural renaissance again i think just like in 77 i think we got people like the hype was real again the people people were coming back on board people who had who had sort of walked away from star wars because they were annoyed by the prequels which who were wrong by the way you know they were coming back and and it was it was real again it was a good time to be a fan we had rebels the start of the tv show going we mm-hmm. had a movie and we were promised a movie every year um we were going to get a mainline a mainline trilogy film and we got one in 15 did they give a time limit as to when they were going to stop doing or did they just say a film they every year said, as of as of right now it is we have a star wars movie coming every year we yep, don't know until 2020 what the anthology, yeah. yeah we don't know what the anthology film after solo is going to be but we do know that there's going to be yeah. there is another one all the rumors right now point to either boba fett or obi-wan i would love to see an obi-wan movie i would also love to see i wish i would oh gosh just push everything else aside and give donald glover a lando movie. yes yes <laughs> please yes Okay, 2016, Rogue One comes out. It's my favorite Star Wars movie. Not Joel's. Nope. Because Joel's wrong. I don't know why. That one never that one never stuck with me. I was interested in the in the storyline leading up to episode four. So uh-huh. I mean, in that sense, I I'm a story guy, I'm not a character guy. Like I'm okay. I'm heartless, I have no emotions, <laughs> and that's just kind of who I am. Right. And the you heard the story when the first time you read that opening crawl and it says yeah. rebel, um, rebel spies striking from a hidden base have uh, so like, scored a victory against the empire. I mean, interested to see how that was cool. I liked the story of the how, but I already knew it was going to happen. So for me, it wasn't nearly as interesting as mm-hmm. what happens after because the opening crawl of episode six does not tell me what happens in episode seven. I want to know what happens after. I want to see what happens after all of that. So that's what I'm most interested right now in. I will say, if you haven't done this yet, take the time to like watch Rogue One and then immediately start A New Hope. The way that I do it, since we stream everything, is to like start A New Hope and then stop it right after the crawl is done. And then as soon as Rogue One, as soon as Leia says hope, stop the movie and start A New Hope right away. Mm. And it is it completely alters the experience. I believe it. I can't. I can't watch a New Hope now and read that crawl and not think about exactly you know, how that. Think happened. about Rogue One. Think about the crew. Think about those people and like what, like how close the universe was to being one to being a story about the Ursos and not the Skywalkers. Um, and and two, what if they hadn't done it? What if what if Jin hadn't gotten it, man? Like what if like what if Bodhi hadn't defected? Star Wars wouldn't have happened. Yeah, that's you know? true. I mean. There's a whole lot. There's a whole. There's a whole episode on us just debating why Rogue One is the greatest film of all time, and I'm definitely winning that debate. Oh, you probably uh, <laughs> are. It was. A, it was a great anthology film. People got really excited for like what Star Wars could be, for all the mm-hmm. potential, for all the different ways that we could have Star Wars happen. So uh, it did well. We learned that Solo was going to be a thing. Uh, the Last Jedi comes out in December of last year, um, and then we find out that Solo is not going to get pushed to December like Rogue One was, but it's going it's to actually come out in May, May, which means that we're getting a five-month window between Star Wars films, which is bonkers. Okay, that's just stop there. That's ridiculous. A five-month window between two films that are out of the same universe. Yes, Marvel does this all the time, but... When our normal wait time up until now has been years, three yeah. or four Pro- years, we're now waiting only five months. Yeah. The, that is amazing. amazing. It's an actual feat of like logistics to like to make it happen, right? Like the, to the, just the sheer number of people that you have to have on a project to make 
a Star Wars movie happen yeah. in two years, like the, for the production cycle to be two years, right? Um, that's incredible. So, but they've been doing well, despite some neckbeards being super annoyed at little bits of all of the last three Star Wars movies. They have been raucous successes at the box office. And yeah. they have done incredibly well on social media. Um, it, oh, it, I guess in the it's sort of in the larger scope, right? When you look at the large picture, the big picture of everything, they're doing incredibly well. Star Wars continues to be a juggernaut. Um, and so all that leads us to Solo. A Star Wars story, which um, has had its own share. Of, it's got. We could probably talk for another ten minutes on all the crazy stuff that's happened there. Yeah. We first find out that there's going to be these anthology films. We find out the very first one's going to be Rogue One. It's going to be about getting the Death Star plane. So the next one's going to be about Han Solo, because he's everybody's favorite, laughably incompetent smuggler. <laughs> wah, wah. More on that later. <laughs> and uh, so. Everyone's stoked. Everyone's hyped. Everyone's real excited. We find out that Phil Lord and Chris Miller are going to be directing it. They're the guys who did the Lego movie, which, again, incredible film. A lot of heart. A lot of good comedy. That's exactly what I want out of a, a Star Wars movie about like how Han Solo and Chewie and Lando get started. There's a lot of wild speculation. Yep. They they eventually cast. You do this part. You do, tell t- tell me about the cast. They eventually uh, cast Alden Ehrenreich as um, Han Solo. Then they cast Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, and they got a, a great cast. They've got some other people there. Uh, Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. Junis as Chewbacca. He's been doing great in some of these other movies coming out. And Amelia Clark as uh, Kira. 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 Honestly, it's a great cast. They look good mm. on the posters. They look great in these trailers that I've been watching. I don't see how how we're going to get anything bad mm. out of this. Like it's with all with this cast put together, like I don't know much about um about Amelia. I don't but like if she's with yeah. them, if she's with the rest of them, she's I, excellent. I she's good. already good yeah. in my book. I think we're So good. here's the thing though. Um apparently Disney Disney executives and and Kathleen Kennedy did not necessarily agree with your rosy uh, interpretation of how things were going to go because Philip Lord and Chris Miller were booted from the project about halfway through. Let's go back to who wrote the who wrote the script. Uh, it was it was Lawrence Kasdan and his and yep. his son that worked on this one. Um, Lawrence was pretty tired yes. after working on Force Awakens, um, and so they, they he said like let's bring my kid in on this one, and they did a great. Yep. Who who is a great director? Yeah already so it's not like he's like hey let's let, let's let this 19 year old no no he he's he's already established himself yes. in the in the yep. movie industry but yeah so he i mean he wrote this great this great script so as rumors go you know you know uh-huh. how rumors go you, you, the 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 biggest the the rumor i've heard um or i've seen the most uh surrounding their lord and miller leaving the this movie is mainly because they just kind of they didn't like the script as much mm-hmm. And so they encouraged ad-libbing. They encouraged kind of going off book a little bit and seeing where everything kind of took mm-hmm. them. And Disney executives, well, they liked the script so much. They were willing to double the budget of mm-hmm. the movie, fire the directors, hire new directors and uh, new director, and let this new director reshoot up to 70% of the movie. Which is just bonkers. Apparently, this is a killer script. Apparently, this script is going to blow us out of the water. I will water. say I'm a little bit annoyed that Lord and Miller were not allowed to finish the project because I, I love what they did with the Lego movie. I love what they've done with like how they were able to like sort of squeeze this emotion out of actors in like a really fun and interesting way. And like the thought, like when I heard that, like, oh, man, there's going to be a solo movie that is about 
that is directed by these guys, that's going to be just a riot. That's just going to be a ton of fun to watch because Star Wars should be fun. I should be able to like go and really enjoy myself while I'm watching this movie. But when I heard who they were being replaced by, I settled down a little bit. Ron Howard. Remember him? We, t- we talked about a- him earlier in the show. I mean... We talked about him earlier. He's a great a director. Great director. This is the. Uh, it was pointed out. I, I. I. I don't remember who pointed this out. He's the first person to direct a Star Wars movie that has an Oscar for directing. Mm-hmm. This is the first time a director has directed with an award for directing. Yeah. Like okay, we've got something good coming. I think out there's the yeah. I think we've got something really good. So apparently, if the script is as good as Disney said it must have been to to fire these guys who were doing their work before. Um, and to bring on literally one of the best directors in the history of American film. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know how this is going to go wrong. I don't think anything can go wrong. Yeah. But there's still people out there who are being pretty mad about this. I And I don't understand why. they're dumb. But I'm judging you. If, you th- you if know, you're every- mad about the, if you think that this is going to be, if you're like boycotting Solo, like what's wrong, man? Many different people have different kind of views as to what this is going to be. Many people, a lot of people are boycotting. Some people aren't just aren't happy about it, but they're going to go see it anyway because it's mm-hmm. Star Wars. Other people are super pumped about it, just like you oh, and yeah. I are. I mean, I think we're not going to know exactly the the. Everybody was really excited about the Last Jedi as mm-hmm. well, and then and then everybody got <laughs> angry. I think we're coming off the anger anger boat here, anger boat. and we're coming into a new movie. And people just like to be divided about stuff. And, okay, how do you get more views on your YouTube video? By creating something that gets ratings. And how do you create things that get ratings? By creating controversy. So you can take every single point we've said and make it a bad point. You can say, oh, no, Alden Ehrenreich has a has a cat, has a um, has a acting coach on set. Yeah, most actors have an acting coach on set. They fired the directors and got a new director. Okay. The new director's excellent. Where is this bad? Like, okay, you can turn every point, make Uh it good or bad for the point of ratings. So I I don't take everything with a grain of salt. Go see the movie. movie. We are uh, we are not paid shills, by the way. Nobody's like telling us to tell you to go see the movie. We're just like that excited about it. Like we just want it. We need it in our lives. (laughs) We don't get paid for this. Like at all. Oh, there is the Patreon. Hey, if you want if you want to pay us for this. That'd yeah. be great. Come talk to us yeah, about that. Head over to patreon.com slash Joel and Uriah. You'll, you can see the tiers, the various tiers. We haven't talked about it in a while. It might be time to do another uh, another promo. <laughs> eh, sometime soon. Maybe not this <laughs> not week. This one. But yeah, but that's how we got here. That's the story of Solo, a Star Wars story. So this week is our week leading up to mm-hmm. every day should have a podcast. Um, tomorrow is our Han Solo mm-hmm. theory. Since Tuesday's um, our normal podcast day the, anyways. Yep, that's our normal podcast. I actually think I've got a theory for this one. I, I've I've seen your it's theory before. One. We should probably it's go with tomorrow, that. Tomorrow, yeah. Um, um, and then tomorrow. Wednesday, we are going to do a show where we sort of um, make uh, we'll call them predictions or or expectations um, about the film, sort of the things that we're actually expecting to see in the movie, plot points, major scenes, things that we expect to see happening, or that we want to see happen, or that we just want to predict whether we have any right. wild basis yeah. for it or not. <laughs> All of the bounty hunters it, get sucked into a black hole and then are spit out on the other side of <laughs> the galaxy for some reason. I don't know. And then you wake up Thursday morning, you go check your favorite podcast app and you look and you see, Oh no, they said they were going to do one every day and it, it's not there yet. 
Yeah. Okay. So, so here's, the here's yeah. what's gonna happen. Tell him. Tell him, Joel. So we're gonna go see the movie on Thursday night, and immediately after the movie is done, Uriah and I are gonna sit, record real quick, immediate reactions yeah. without I, giving anything I away. A lot of screaming. <laughs> immediate reactions as to what just happened yeah. on screen in front of our face. And late Thursday night, probably early Friday morning, you're going to see a podcast pop up and it's going to be the immediate yes. reactions. Later on Friday, you'll see another podcast pop up with spoilers. Yep. We will. It will be called Spoiler Alert Solo, a Star Wars story. This is what we're going to call it. Don't go listen to it unless we can okay, watch the title a little bit. I don't. I don't actually I don't actually name them. Uriah names them. Don't go listen to that podcast if you haven't yeah. seen the movie yet and if you plan on seeing well, the movie. I mean, it, 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 we're going to tell you a little quite a bit of what yeah. happened. Our favorite scenes, our fa- like who stole the screen, um all you know, everything Spoiler about Spoiler alert, it's going to be Donald Glover. <laughs> Yep. Spoiler I'm, alert: Donald Glover stole everything. I'm really worried that I'm building up Donald Glover to like in his his rendition of Lando to be more than it. Can I ever don't know, be. man. He's got swag. He, that dude has got he, it, man. I've had my background, the background on my phone since they came out, since the character posters came out, has been that picture of Lando. Has been the Lando poster. I know you're avoiding any like anything that could be a potential like spoiler. Donald Glover in his normal everyday, mm-hmm. you know, Donald Glover. There's a video on YouTube of him taking you on a tour through the set of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And he takes you into the captain's quarters. Uh Uh-huh. All the capes. Every cape for every occasion. I think Didi watched this video. I think my wife watched this and she was telling me I need to I need to watch it. It is so funny. You need yeah, you should watch it. It doesn't give anything away. It shows you a little bit of the set, and that's the only giveaway is you see part of the set. Hilarious. I think by the time um, Friday rolls around, uh, we will have we we will have released five podcasts. Um, I can't guarantee that I get them all out at like prime social media hours, but we'll, they'll be out I'll there. Do my best, man. So yeah, so that's our plan for the rest of the week. Um, we're really grateful that you guys have come to hang out with us and to listen along. Tell all your friends th- about what we're doing. Yes, um, please. Because this is this is a lot of work for us, and it's really exciting, and we love it, and we want to share our enthusiasm and our excitement and like this cool thing that we're creating with as many people as possible. So please tell your friends Absolutely. about us. Well, I think that that's about it for us today. So uh, may the force be with you. Ro- Roger, Roger. You did it backwards. I know. Our intro and outro music was created by Itro and Valkos. It's called Starbound and it's available from SoundCloud and no copyright sound. Go check them out on YouTube. That's where we found them. We're on Facebook as Joel and Uriah, on Twitter at Joel and Uriah, and on Google Plus technically, but we're never going to check that. To get the podcast delivered to you directly, you can follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe to us on iTunes, and or subscribe to us on Google Play Music. Thanks for listening, and keep your comms open for more intercepted transmissions with Joel and Uriah. This will be good.